So you've already agreed to sell your soul to me. Yeah. Where me and my fellow players are given a subject matter and have to find the weirdest, coolest, or funniest story on that subject. Players' stories will be scored by a head judge, and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. I'm Chris, and joining me today, just back from his tolerance seminar about doing inappropriate voices, it's Chucky. Yo. And Facebook invite extraordinaire, Joe. Hola. And joining us once again, all the way from what I had heard was podcast, it's Jen. Hello. Thanks, thanks for joining us again, Jen. Thanks for having me. And if you could please tell us today's subject and how it will be scored, please. Today's subject is horses, and we're going to score on 1 to 1,000 donut holes. Excellent. And who's going first? Chucky will go first. All right. Horses are often portrayed as symbols of freedom seen running freely across wide open meadows without a care in the world, often in packs of other horses just galloping along. However, this ability to run across terrain unencumbered is something that has been sought after by humans for as long as 6,000 years now. However, horses, not unlike elephants, quite value their autonomy. And so, again, not unlike elephants, a process needs to take place in order to make them a little more cooperative. No. Oh no, indeed. Although it doesn't quite have the same ring to it as something like elephant crushing, Horse whispering is the name given to this process. Well, at least it was. You see, nowadays, people prefer the term natural horsemanship practitioner, which I feel is kind of like a paperboy saying they're in logistics. <laughs> These natural horsemanship practitioners, though, like to emphasize the natural part of the title, as they focus on methods that avoid any physical cruelty to a horse. And this makes sense as up until 1980s, it was fairly common to use more of the stiff and the carrot to get your horse to play nicely. But although these horse training people will tell you that their techniques are better than quote-unquote traditional methods, they're actually just recycling knowledge from 400 BC. It turns out that showing sympathy, care and attention will build some kind of relationship with an animal you're trying to train, regardless of what kind of animal it is. And it's also likely that any training you do with such an animal will be more consistent and permanent. Who'd have thunk it? Well, not the old school cowpoke. As you can imagine, physical abuse and mental anguish will likely yield results quicker, but you're going to be rolling the dice every time you ask an animal trained in such a barbaric way to perform. Still though, ignoring the modern term for a moment, it never really occurred to me to think of why training a horse was referred to as whispering. I remember that scene in The Simpsons where Homer whispers, when you're on the racetrack, run really fast. And in my head, that's exactly where I'd go when I hear the term horse whispering. But the actual reason training horses became known as whispering is because of an Irish fella called Daniel Horse Whispering Sullivan. <laughs> he was born into it! <laughs> now, he wasn't always called that. But you see, Daniel had a pretty impressive track record rehabilitating otherwise untrainable horses. And those close to him, who observed him doing his training, would notice he would stand really close to horses, almost like he was, you guessed it, whispering to them. I'm not gonna lie though, I really, really wish that it wasn't quite such a damp squib of a revelation as it was. I was hoping that whispering was an integral part of the training process. So, as sad as it is for me to say, the weirdest thing about horses is that no matter how many sweet nothings you whisper into their impressively free-moving ears, you won't be able to tame them, and you're more than likely just gonna piss them off. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Um, you... That's much better than gentlemen your rebuttal. <laughs> I workshopped that for ages. <laughs> listen, listen now. I haven't scored yet. I can't. I can't move on. So I'm going to give you 997 donut holes because you reminded me of the elephant episode and <laughs> oh yeah, and the trauma came back and I got distracted. I couldn't help but draw parallels. I like how you had to point out that he wasn't always called horse whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> as if he came out and his mum and dad were like, oh my God. Well, they were after your granddad. Horse Whisperer Jones. <laughs> Don't know why he's called that, but maybe you'll figure no, it out. He worked in a mill, yeah. <laughs> Hated horses. He had Didn't a really like bad all. throat. That's what he was. But he could only whisper. So he was, that's, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, horses are like, Proper temperamental. If I tried like, hitting one with a stick, chances are you'd, you'd get a swift kick to the head. And you'd Why are you hitting a horse with a stick? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, like, ugh, forget it. It's no, I know, no, I know the thing of like, it's, it's thing of like when you're in a stables and stuff, you never walk around the back of a horse because yeah, it can. Out, it, yeah. it won't, but it can. It's not like and, wait, it's not like buckaroo. It's not waiting for you to go behind <laughs> it. But and then it's how... like, ha he's in the danger zone. Kenny you... Loggins starts playing and it hoofs you into the wall. Have you seen how accurate they are? though every time well i guess it kind of sounds treason if you saw an internet video where they kicked and he didn't hit they probably wouldn't publish it but every video you see <laughs> of somebody like behind a horse who's like dicking about with it get fucking kicked in the chops every single time yeah mate john wick horses as well uh, i can't remember who told me this but their their brains are kind of wired in a way that some autistic peoples are where if something slight changes then they don't know how to process it properly and it can can lead them to like completely apt out like um my wife used to ride horses and she said if you'd go up a road and suddenly they put like a new grid there or a sign sometimes the horses are just freak and like wouldn't walk past it or mm. would just start like to try to turn back or something because it was like something that's unfamiliar and the the, the, the brain's just sort of working a, an odd in way, a strange so. way man. yeah i like the fact you mentioned their ears as well which are like omnidirectional ears so they're nuts can, aren't they they can hear stuff like in the future yeah <laughs> someone on the internet will probably correct me on this but i'm sure horses are the only other animal apart from us that sweat no hippos sweat no, no they're just covered no, they're in water all the time the yeah. no they sweat and it's it's pink and it has um oh uh, yeah but sun, sun... no hippo milk is pink no and it's like uh suntan cream it's uh like a sunblock as well wait their milk or their sweat I would say they're sweat. They're not spraying each other with tip milk. I think. <laughs> <laughs> rub it in, rub it in, Leroy. Yeah. Oh, that's rule thirty-four waiting to happen. Uh, isn't it? Oh. Right. Yeah, like I say, someone will correct me online, but I'd I'm going to correct you right now. <laughs> but horses can sweat, and they're one of the few animals that can. I, I heard that they can only breathe through their nose. So if their nose is blocked, that's it. They're fucked. That's you found that out. Never <laughs> Somebody sadistic. Mate, back in the olden days, they would just, just do weird shit for fun. They all went around trying to put a little man in a bottle. Like, you think horses were fair game? <laughs> Wonder what happens if you put a load it. of marshmallows up a horse's nose. Let's see. Yeah. So six is okay, but seven, that's it. Oh, let's get another horse. Let's try again. <laughs> yeah. Doing science now. We're writing it down. All right. It's not technically sweat on hippopotamuses, but it does help to cool them down. And it's also an antiseptic. So think about that. Yeah. God, it's the last place I'm going to go for some antiseptic, though. <laughs> and it is it is like a red-pink, which makes them look like they're bleeding as well when it comes out. Just hardcore. Gross. In all but appearance, uh, everything's hardcore. <laughs> Generating their own cowpaw. I mean, as we've discovered before, hippos are just fucking mad anyway, aren't they? Yeah. All the cocaine that they snort. Well, have you seen yeah, the size yeah. of them hooters? Yeah. If you want a hippo around the house, apparently a shaved guinea pig looks very similar to a tiny little hippo. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're asking who discovered you could kill a horse by shoving marshmallows up its nose, and yet you have this information at hand. <laughs> oh, this is like the Chinese people that got sold sheep and being told that they're poodles. Yes. Um, <laughs> or the, what was it, the guy that thought he'd bought an incredibly fancy dog and it was just a rat with backcombed hair? No. <laughs> Yeah, he's a micro he, beagle. He thought he thought he bought like a like a, a foofy Bichon Freeze or whatever. And when he cut all the hair back, it was just yo, this little rat in the middle, like Rizzo from the Muppets. Yeah. yeah. 
I like to think it was slicked back like in Greece or something. He just pulls a little comb out every now and again. <laughs> I, I think I've got this catchphrase worked out here. Okay, well. You, you ready? Oh, oh I was going to say, do you want to do the next story and then we can... Okay, go ahead. Okay, who's going next? Um, Joe. Okay. If any of you know anything about me at all, you'll know I have a deep, profound love for professional wrestling, and I have a genuine, crippling fear of horses. Not cute little ponies like little Sebastian, but the big fuck-off police horses and stuff that can kick a man to death and then just eat a sugar lump as if nothing has happened. <laughs> the bastards. But anyway, I digress. And what if there was some way to combine one of my greatest loves with one of my biggest fears? Well, the people of Kyrgyzstan have heard my pleas into the void and have invented the amazing sport of horse wrestling, or air anish, as their locals call it. This is not to be confused with the Spanish tradition of wild horse wrestling, which is bizarre and cruel like a lot of the things the Spanish do. Is this men wrestling horses? Is it horses wrestling each other? Calm down. It's better than that. It's men on horseback wrestling each other and the horses of their opponents. <laughs> the rules of this game allow for dangerous holes, such as gripping of flanks, arm muscles and joints, which are normally prohibited in other wrestling formats. The rules state you must be at least 19 years old to participate, although there have been rule bends where 18-year-olds who are jacked up have shown up, and your physical <laughs> conditioning is as important as your horses. You strip to the waist, and the rounds take place in a 30-meter diameter circle, with a referee, who is also on a horse, and wearing an official referee's hat, watches over them with an iron hoof. <laughs> the bouts last an average of six minutes, and the referee is free to award points as he sees fit, including, but not limited to, if a wrestler keeps a hold of an opponent's horse for three seconds, he earns one point. If a wrestler keeps hold of an opponent for three seconds, he earns one point. If a wrestler manages to unbalance an opponent, so the opponent has to grab onto his horse, he earns two points. It's a confusing system. The best thing that can happen is you push the other guy off the horse, earning you a whopping four points. You are not allowed to punch, kick, use a whip, pull hair, or basically anything that the referee sees as unfair. Nipple twisting remains a hot button debate. <laughs> it is a combination of strength, horse control and skill, and is featured in the World Nomad Games, and attracts fairly large crowds for what is essentially two blokes trying to pull each other off a horse. Like a lot of things in this world, it's a lot cooler on paper than it is when you see it up close. But it is on YouTube and I would recommend watching some of it just to see the horsemanship that these people have. Is it for me? Nay. Hey. <laughs> um, that's going to have 999 donut holes. Yes, boy. I am better for knowing that. Is that the catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, gentlemen, entertain me. Uh, this nipple twisting thing is that the man's or the horses? You'd have to have fairly big Mr. Tickle arms to get a reach around on a <laughs> well, horse's well, nips. Maybe the other horse does it. The horses don't really seem to participate in it. The, the oh, couple don't of videos say I've that. You, you said that they both have to be in peak physical health. So I'm thinking like a Rocky Four montage with the horse helping him, like sort of <laughs> like yo know, spotting him as he's doing barbell presses. A horse like running up the stairs and like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the horse is like fuck. No, I'm I mean, win this race, gotta be, and then they come into the arena and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> You're the best. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean like the horses have got to be like peak physical condition of horses they've got to be like these are your prize horses you can't put like a nag out there because it's 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 fairly you know in depth for the horses as well there's a lot of it sort of looks a bit like dressage 
but with two blokes trying to pull each other off the horses. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, did, I had to have horses at the end there because it sounded sexier otherwise. Yeah. I'd love to have seen the uh, conception of this sport. Do you reckon it's just a couple of ads who wanted a joust but couldn't find any sticks? Well, it's, it's, resorted to like a slap fight. It's Kyrgyzstan, so there is a big um, sort of nomadic thing where the, the horses play huge parts in their life as they use them for hunting and to move from place to place and stuff. So these games sort of sprung up from that, and a lot of it is kind of horse-based. Right. It, like oh, I said, it's on, it's on YouTube. It's it's worth watching, but it, it's a, it looked essentially like two blokes trying to grab hold of each other's arms and then eat each other off a horse. It just <laughs> it it feels, was not so love. Yeah, it, yeah, it was like... good, but it, and also because there was a PA and some guy that commentating on it, but obviously in um, I don't know what they speak in Kyrgyzstan. Um, but also it was the PA was clearly being run by a diesel generator, so you couldn't <laughs> hear anything about all the way to. <laughs> But when the guy, like one guy gets unseated, everyone went fucking wild. It was great. Yeah, I was like, yeah, get him. <laughs> uh, it feels like they just didn't consider doing it without horses. <laughs> they probably, they probably is. I mean, I didn't look up the rest of the World Nomad Games, but there probably is wrestling, um, and it's it's all stuffed. I mean, there's like I know there's the Inuit games, isn't there? Where it's like um, there's a thing where you, like like a human trampoline. That's mm, yeah. Cool. But you know, like when you were in school and you see that thing where the big you get a big blanket out and then they. You you up in the air and stuff. It's that, but then the fact they have to do trampoline stunts and stuff on it. Have so you jumped on trampoline? I I don't. I dislike trampolines as much as I dislike horses. <laughs> I probably shouldn't Hello. admit this, but from the ages of about ten to no, about nine to the age of fourteen, I did it like properly. I like competed for Barry and everything. <laughs> How have I known you this long? I never knew you were a trampolinist, a trampopolist. Yeah, <laughs> trampolines. Trampoline. Oh, I, I was uh, I was pretty nifty. I, I could do all the. Back- flips and double somersaults and all that shit is uh I'm, right. I'm not limber or skinny enough to do it anymore did you ever consider riding a horse whilst doing that With, right. on the so trampoline. Is, is the am i on the horse that's on the trampoline or am i <laughs> is the trampoline like a small one that's on top of a horse fair question yes Oh, no, oh, right. So I've just looked up. Uh, listeners, this is the first time we've done this remotely where we haven't all been in the same room. So I do have access to live stuff. Mate, the World Nomad Games sound mental. Like, um, I don't know what it is. It's a sport mixing falconry, mounted archery, and hunting. Like, what is that? That's great. Why are we stuck watching fucking dressage on the Olympics when this is this Get could this. be televised? Well, this, this is the best one, right? It's called Cockbaru, a sport similar to something else where riders fight inside a goat carcass. I'm, what? What, <laughs> what kind of goat? Is goat? Click that link. I think they're in a goat carcass each. I don't know. Oh, uh, so they're wearing it like oh, body armor. It like a... Yeah, because it's yeah, yeah. like uh, Star Wars. <laughs> goat pulling is a Central Asian sport in which horse-mounted players attempt to place it. Oh, so it's football, but with a goat's carcass, mate. I'm out. <laughs> that was why. That sounds cumbersome. Hole. A lot of it is horse-based, though. Like I said, a lot of it is. Uh, there's, there's belt wrestling, which is uh, you're fighting over a belt, and then a lot of it is horse horse racing, horse agility, horse. Yeah, so it's it's using what you use every day to become better at it, which is what the Olympics essentially was, isn't it? Like you'd learn to throw javelins to defend yourself in a fight. You'd learn to long jump to I don't know avoid canals. I, I, I feel know. like there was a horse salesman who had too many horses and he <laughs> thought horses. I know a good way to get some out of the picture wow I'll trade you 15 horses uh, for that goat carcass <laughs> oh we were going to kick that around <laughs> <laughs> next oh I think it's just my job <clears throat> Chris 
In January 1896, a high-speed pursuit through Kent ended up in the first ever speeding ticket in the world being issued to a man called Walter Arnold, travelling four times the legal speed limit. On an otherwise quiet day in a quiet village, Walter roared past a policeman at a massive 8 miles per hour in his motor car, causing the policeman to get on his regulation issue bicycle and pursue for over 5 miles before finally catching up and issuing the citation. The legalities surrounding the ticket are interesting, and in that it's the first in that the first charge on the report is using a locomotive without a horse. Nowadays, getting stuck behind an old deer doing 8 mile an hour on the main road is one of everyday life's more infuriating scenarios, never mind the 2 mile an hour legal limit imposed at the time. So why were cars restricted to such meagre speeds when horses were allowed to speed at over 20 miles per hour with no issues? The answer is, well, horses. You see, horse lobbyists and horse stable-owning politicians were a massive obstacle in the development and use of the motor car. These people stood to lose a lot of money from the declining horse purchases, due to other transports being more available, so they hindered the process wherever they could, including limited speeds to ridiculous single digits. The thing is, that cars would have been adopted by the public way sooner than they were because of this. The technology was more than available even back near the very first decade of the 1800s, but laws forbade cars from going fast so no one bothered to build them. Of course it's unfair for horses themselves, and not self-serving elitist twats, to get a bad rep for this. Horses are beautiful, loyal and impressive creatures that, for the most part, just do what they're told. Such as at a horse rating contest in 1923, when a horse called Sweet Kiss, spurred on by the jockey Frank Hayes, took off from the starting gate, ran two miles around the course and won the race. What was weird about this race was, despite winning the race, the jockey had actually died halfway around the course. <laughs> Incredibly, his limp, lifeless body remained in the saddle as the horse sprinted and jumped its way around the course, <laughs> for claiming a posthumous victory for the jockey. <laughs> so, next time you're enjoying a nice Findus lasagna, take a second to appreciate these automotive-slowing, dead jockey-taxiing, magnificent beasts. Wow, okay. That's going to be 998 donut holes. Oh. Which makes Joe the winner. It up, yes. Uh, I still have questions. <laughs> say the say the famous catchphrase, Jen. Uh, gentlemen, entertain me. I have this image of a jockey kind of flailing around like an inflatable arm flailing tube man, <laughs> with all the other jockeys going. How is he going so fast? He's not in an aerodynamic position at all. He's, just waving his arms <laughs> he's, just, he's his spine's broken as he's just lay back on the ass of the horse. <laughs> Oh, mate. Um, I reckon, I reckon before he went on it, he was like, oh, boss, I don't feel well. And he's like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Screenshot yeah. that for uh, He's like, boss, boss, I don't feel well. And he's like, oh, just get on. And he's like, why are you lashing my feet into the stirrups? He's like, no reason. No, no. <laughs> it's standard procedure at this point. Oh, uh, mate. The car thing. I know that up until, I think, like, 1920s, if you were driving a car, you had to have someone in front of it waving a flag. Yes, that is one of the um, the things that he did wrong. To alert he have a, He didn't have a flag-waving guy. Yeah. So you can only drive <laughs> two mile an hour, which I can walk faster than that. Not uphill, but, like, over flat distances, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Downhill, maybe two and a half mile, right? Walking downhill's harder than it is And it uphill. wouldn't have been a nice journey either. They had, like, no suspension, wooden wheels, the loudest foot. Big Vulcanized rubber, rubber wheels with no actual. Yeah, it was it was janky as yeah. But I like that guy though. He's just like yeah, fuck the police. And then, like, the policeman's <laughs> like peep on his whistle, puffing and panting on this cast iron bike alongside him, going pull over. And he's like, can't hear you, mate. Can't hear you. The engine's too loud. <laughs> the thing is, so how can he tell that? Like, so obviously he's going faster than two miles an hour. But how can you say, oh, you're going eight miles an hour? How be that? That's just doing a fast two. Very early uh, radar gun. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just like a canary in a cage. Yeah, like Flintstone <laughs> style, just like pushing a little button. Or yeah. he would have he'd be between two trees and he would time how long it went from one tree to the other, do some oh. quick maths and then go, get on my bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I could run at eight miles an hour. I've okay. seen most you. people could run at eight miles an hour. Oh, not for a long period of time. Over a short burst, yeah. But downhill. No, going downhill's hard because you have to do that flappy feet thing, don't you? As you walk. <laughs> <laughs> just level, just level. Yeah, but two miles an hour is, is. Why would you buy a car if you could only if you could go slower than walking? Well, well this was the intended purpose, wasn't it? All these horse owners were like horses. Yeah. They... <laughs> It's like the people are still like sort of digging oil now, even though electric cars are a thing, and they're refusing to invest it because they're sort of stuck yeah, in the ways. It's all trying the to... old equivalent of, of that, I suppose. Rich, flaccid white men trying to cling to what relevancy they have left, yes. Exactly. But they're trying I... to push for fracking again, aren't they? Because gas prices have gone up by their own doing. Um, yeah, so they're oh. like, oh, no, we need to pollute all the water for you poor people now, and we'll drink heavy on. And I'm like, mm, I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> Just give yeah. me solar panels on the roof of my house, mate. That'll be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Christ. But like, uh, just getting back to the car thing then. So having a flag person to, to walk in front just sounds amazing, doesn't it? It's like, oh, I've got this car. means that I don't have to use my legs so much. Um, but um, yeah, Tony, if you don't mind going in front and carrying that flag for him. Um, I'm only doing a 10-mile drive, that's all. Right. Fucking hell. Worst five bit hours. is... That's a five-hour drive. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's two in the morning. Tony's gone to bed and like he gets woken up. Come on, we're getting a kebab. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. Tony. <laughs> Tony, are you awake? Wake up, Tony. Yeah, can you just put your shoes on and grab that flag? Can you imagine <laughs> like, the, Uber eat, the Uber Eats back then? <laughs> it's Beer cold. Yeah, you know why it's cold, mate. <laughs> And a little lasagna call out at the end there. We, yeah. we all heard it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was a known thing in America. The uh, Findus lasagnas. Like famously called, cheap lasagna. Yeah, very like 99 cheap, like, microwave uh, dollar lasagnas. And it found out they were putting uh, horse meat in most of them. It was nothing but they really were? Yes. It was yes. a mixture of beef, horse meat, and other. Yeah. The, meat the other was on. the worrying part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And whatever fell in there. Yeah. Uh, when they found a horseshoe in there, that really tipped people off. <laughs> Clang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. But I, the thing with that was, everyone was like, "Oh, it's disgusting." And I was like, "You're buying a lasagna for 99p. You're lucky it's fucking horse." Mate. <laughs> you can't ask questions if it's 99p. I asked okay. for dog or higher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of nutrition in these gym mats. <laughs> <laughs> So make sure to check out our host, uh, our guest judge, Jen's podcast, What I Had Heard Was. It's really good, so check that out. And you can follow us on Twitter at WeirdThingPod. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next episode. Weird thing about that. Just to make it completely pointless, I sat off a thousand.